We have a number of visitors today. I want to welcome you. Thank you for coming. And uh, I want to wish you a happy Easter today. Amen. Yesterday was huge. Did anybody enjoy yesterday? <laughs> okay, okay, that's right. All right, sorry about that. Friday was huge. Amen. I want to thank everyone that came out and helped. Um, this, this was a huge undertaking, and it would not have been done or able without your help. Um, we set a goal of 400 registrations, 400 people, adults and children, and the, the official registration was 455 people. And of that, I think about 233 kids, children, and then I found out this morning that I hadn't even registered. <laughs> and um, there was a number of others that hadn't registered, so when we take into account the pastoral staff that didn't register, and other families and friends that came last minute because there was a few last minutes. We figure we have close to 500 people at our egg hunt on Saturday, or Friday. So I want to thank you. That, that takes a lot of work, and I want to thank everyone. There was a lot of people. If you were involved at all, can you just raise your hand? Just look around at how many people. I don't care if you dropped one egg. If you were involved at all, I just want, amen. I want to give you a, a round of applause. When, when, when we dream big, it doesn't happen without the participation of everyone. And thank you for giving your time, giving your effort, and uh, making it, and, and when we do things, we try to do things with a spirit of excellence. We don't try to do things perfect. We try to do things with a spirit of excellence. We try to do things to the best of our ability. And uh, it shows. So thank you, everyone. Today is Easter. Hallelujah. Today is Easter. As my son was saying, it is probably the most monumental day in the Christian um, calendar, in the Christian experience. Yes, we have his birthday at Christmas, but there was something phenomenal that happened that weekend 2,000 years ago. Something huge, something mega, something huge. Uber, it was great. Something that goes beyond, something that had never happened before happened on that weekend. He died, was buried, had a stone, cold, a stone throw, rolled in front of his grave, and he was there, it says, for three days, and then he went down to the depths of hell, and he beat up Satan, like he did some kung fu and some other stuff, hiya, and you got it, and he defeated the enemy. I don't know about you, but we serve a God that is the best, and he is the champion. And I love being on the team that's the winning team. I don't know about you, but I hate being on a team like the Canucks that didn't do well. <laughs> but I love being on a team that wins. I mean, if you give me a choice between a winning team and a losing team, I'm no idiot. I'm going to go with the winning team. And Jesus won it all. And just like the verse that, that Sister Louise read, he took and he made an open display. He triumphed over them. In John, it says, for this purpose was the Son of God a manifest to destroy. Destroy. That word destroy means demolish. 
I mean, when you demolish something, it's not able to be fixed. It is smashed. It is broken. It is irrefixable. It is unfixable. (laughs) I'm so excited I can't speak. You can't fix when something is demolished. So Satan has no power over you. He has no power over you. Because Jesus defeated. Jesus beat him up, sent him out of there, kicked him out, took care of him, and he said, he has no power over you anymore. That is what you have to experience. And this morning, God laid on my heart a few weeks ago, we've been looking at Jesus the last couple weeks. We talked one, one Sunday about Jesus is our hope. Another Sunday, last Sunday, we didn't get to it. We had such a a great time of sharing, but it's funny because what we were sharing about strengthened the believers, and I was going to talk about Jesus is our strength, and what does he do? He gets everybody up here, and we had a bunch of people up here. I almost had to pull the cord back from some people. They were talking so long, but um, we had people last week sharing about how good God is, and what that does is that strengthens you. So last week, we saw that Jesus is our strength. And today, I want to look at Jesus and the exchanges that he did. Um, Is there two, Richard, you and your buddy there, can you go into the gym and grab a plastic table that's laying on the the wall and bring it up here right away? Okay, I, I want to display something or show something. I have no props except for a table. But today I want to talk about exchanges. I want to talk a few minutes about the exchanges that Jesus did for you. And what I want you to realize is he did this 2,000 years ago. In fact, if you really look at it closely, he did this before the world began. Okay? It was displayed 2,000 years ago, but it wasn't like plan B. It was plan A from the beginning. Before the world was even founded, God had his son and he crucified him and he said, you're paying for everything. So all the exchanges that we experience were done thousands of years ago. Excellent, guys. Just bring it up and just set it here if you could. And uh, these exchanges were done... He didn't consult people. He didn't ask us what we thought. He just provided these exchanges without even question. I'm not sure if it's going to work or not, but I'm going to try this out anyways. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Richard. Hey, pound it, man. What's your name, buddy? Great. Thanks, Alexander. Hallelujah. We got some good young men in this church. We've got some great young women. Hallelujah. We've got some good old, old men and old women too, but, but it just doesn't transfer the same way. Hallelujah. If I could have a bunch of boxes here, if you can imagine boxes and presents on this table. And as I go through, we'll walk through them. But I've got a number of exchanges that Jesus did for us, and I've got literally 10 minutes to share them. I'm not going to get through them all. I might explain them. I might give you them for your reference, but I want to show you a few things of what Jesus did. The first thing I'd like you to see is that Jesus exchanged death for life. Jesus exchanged death. You and I were in a position of death. And he came along and he says, you know what? I'll take your death and I'll give you life. I mean, that's what he did. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. So if you can imagine, this is our side of the table and this is Jesus' side of the table. He's sitting there and he's looking at us and he goes, you know what, guys? You've got death here. You've got nothing that you can give me to make it right. But you know what I'll do? I'll give you life for your death. I'll I'll give you life. 
He says, a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, but I've come to give you life. And then he says, to give it abundantly or super much. God didn't just give it to you to get to heaven. He made it so you could have a good time here on earth. I think this place should be the happiest place on earth, not Disneyland. I love it down there, but I think it should be even happier up here. I mean, we're not going to charge admission. We will ask for tithe, but we won't charge admission. (laughs) We had nothing. We came to the table with nothing. (laughs) We weren't even at the table, if you really think about it. And he sat down and he says, hey, Dad. He's talking to his heavenly Father. He says, Dad, Father, I will give them life eternal life for their condition of death. Done. Exchange number one. Nothing you could do could earn salvation. You weren't even there talking to him about it. He made a contract. He wrote it all out. He slid it across and he says, accept it or reject it, but we're not negotiating. He says, in fact, I'll tell you what, here's life, I'll take your death. You and me are hopeless. We are hopeless without Him. Man, He's a good God. Somebody would say, good God, that's good. (laughs) Thank you for laughing, Olivia. Another thing, he's sitting down here, and he's looking at all of humanity. I mean, can you imagine having a negotiation with all of humanity and him by himself? He says, listen, you can't do anything, but you know what? He exchanged slavery for freedom. He took whatever bound you and whatever prison you were stuck in. He said, you know what I will do? I will give you freedom... For your slavery. I don't know about you, but I'm sitting here saying, this is kind of good. Bring it on. I like negotiating with this guy. Because whenever I negotiate, I do bad. But he kind of, I mean, he's a bad negotiator. You never spill your cards right away. If you're negotiating, you're holding things. I'm not going to conceal that. I'm going to hold this back. He says, you know what, guys? I've done this already for you. You weren't even born. I saw you. And you know what? You're bound with sin. You're bound with habits. You're bound with addictions. You're bound with trouble. It just captivates you, and it makes you feel like you're in a prison. But you know what I'll do? I'll give you freedom for your slavery. Man, I love God. This has been sitting in my heart for a few weeks. I think you can tell. I'm getting a little excited. In Romans 6, he says that he doesn't want us to be slaves to sin any longer, but servants or slaves to righteousness. He took whatever you were bound with, even right now. If you're bound with an addiction... I don't care if it's pornography. I don't care if it's drugs. I don't care if it's some kind of sexual thing. I don't care if it's some alcohol or other thing. He took whatever you were bound with, and he says, I smashed that. I defeated it. I broke it. I demolished it so you could have freedom. You could dance like that kid on the commercial that just is happy and go lucky. That's what you have from him. He sat there and he says, give me your bondage. Whatever it is, just give it to me. Take a look at freedom. I like negotiating with God because I find he doesn't really negotiate. He just says, here it is. You take it or you leave it. And this morning, you have an opportunity to take what he has for you, or to leave it. Time is my enemy. 
I feel like Joshua. Sun, stand still. Or raindrops, stop falling, as we would say in BC. Another exchange. A third exchange. Jesus looked down through the annals of time, and he saw sin. And sin is a disease, and it separates us from God. When Adam and Eve sinned, it separated them from God. And the opposite of sin or that separation is what you call righteousness or right standing. And Jesus looked through the annals of time and he saw sin. He saw the serpent. He saw this thing that was terrible and it affects every single one of us. Not one of us escapes sin. It says in the Bible we're born into it. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And Jesus looked down and he's talking to the Father and he says, Dad, and excuse me for being, I'm trying to talk a little so you can understand. I don't think he said, Dad, they've got some amazing conversation. I don't even know if they talk or if they just know what's going on. But in solid rock this morning, we're talking. He says, Dad, there's a problem called sin. I have a solution. I will take their sin. And sin makes you an enemy. Sin makes you an enemy to God. He can't stand it. He doesn't like the look of it. He cannot stand it. It drove him to sacrifice his son in order to rectify the situation. He went to the most drastic measure ever. Jesus sat there and he says, I will pay for all that. And I will take their sin and I'll give them righteousness. You know what righteousness means? That's a big word. It means right standing. Or if you were to use language that we use today, are you good? You know when, when guys have a spat or girls have a spat or a guy and a girl have a spat, you know, um, they, 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 they start talking and they, they look at each other and they say, hey, are we good? Are we good, Adrian? Are we good? And you know what that means? It means there's nothing in the way. Amen. Sin isn't in the way. We're good. Now, I mean, we use it real simple. and we, we, we don't really understand what we're saying when we say that. Because, I mean, we got things behind our back. <laughs> but Jesus, when he said, you know what, I'll take your sin and I'll give you right standing. He says, I'll give it, we're good. He says, and you can trust me. And he looks at us in our eyes and he says, it's good. There's nothing between us. Absolutely nothing. And just like you will talk to your friend and you will want to make it better and you get to the point where you look at each other at the eye to eye and you say, is it good? Jesus did it even greater than that. And he looked out and he says, it's good. And you know what he knew? He knew we were a mess. <laughs> he knew we were stupid. He knew we were bad. He knew that there was nothing inside of us that could do good. And yet he turned around and he says, I will give them good. I will give them right standing for all the sin that they are Present, past, and future. He says, I'll pay for it all. He paid for it once. He didn't keep paying. He paid for it once. And he says, I'll do that so I can look at him in the eye and say, it's good. It's real good. Sin. He took our sin and he gave us right standing. And we don't have time. I'd love to continue, but we don't have time. So I'm going to just read you some of the other ones that he's done for us. He took our rejection and he gave us acceptance. In Ephesians it says, we are accepted in the beloved. Anybody here ever felt rejected? I mean, if you've been an athlete, we've felt rejected. When I was a kid and you had to pick teams, you never wanted to be the last person picked. 
I mean, you get a rejection complex. You know, we're playing hockey. I mean, it got to the point where school said we can't do it that way, so what we're going to do is the other guy's going to pick the other team. Well, all it did was it just took the rejection and flipped it around. So now the first person picked is the rejected one. Jesus looked at that, and he sat at the table, and he says, you know what? I'm going to accept you, even though everybody else rejects you. I'll accept you. I mean, we sit there. <laughs> Can you imagine sitting at that table going, oh, don't you want to talk about this? What's in it for me? He says, everything. I don't get a whole lot except I just get a friend. I'll give you everything you want. He took a dividing wall, he demolished the dividing wall, and he made us one. He gave us unity. He took the curse of sin and the curse of the law and the curse of not being able to measure up. And it says, A curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. And he went and he hung on a tree so that we could get a blessing. Can you imagine that exchange? These are the exchanges that Jesus has for you and me today. Isaiah 53, he took our transgressions and he took some wounds for him. He got beat up for our mistakes. He got bruised for our sin, the things that we did wrong. And he stood in the gap and he said, they did it wrong, but I will take the punishment. Man, I don't know about you, but I have a hard time taking somebody else's punishment. I usually use the word, they deserve it. Jesus says, I'll give it to them. I'll take it. I'll give them my good stuff. He took our poorness. I know that's a bad use of language, poorness. But he took our poor mess and he gave us riches. Have you ever took somebody that had nothing to give and give them everything in the world? That's what Jesus did. He left the splendor of heaven where the streets are paved in gold. I mean, gold is so abundant, it's like worthless up there because it's just so much. It's like pavement. That's why I think he enjoys giving us a little bit. You need a little bit of pavement? Here it is, guys. He left the glory, the splendor, the riches. He became poor so that we could exchange it and experience pleasure, joy, riches, life. He sat across the table. I mean, there's nobody at the end of that table. There's nobody there. He just looks and he sees this mess. He says, hey, guys, I'll become poor so they can become rich. <laughs> That's the God we serve. Oh, I put my notes in the wrong spot. He gave us just when we were unjust. When we were unjust, he says, I am the just one and I will pay for that. When we were helpless, he gave us help. When we were without ability, he was the one that gave ability. And then in Isaiah 61, there's a few that he said, he gave us for our ashes, he gave us beauty. Have you ever exchanged something ugly and says, I'll give you my good stuff that's beautiful. I'll give it to me. He is a bad negotiator. Not one of us here, I think, would say, I'm going to give you something trashy, ugly, and just, ugh. If you give me something really beautiful, and the other person says, you're stupid. And Jesus says, no, I'm Jesus. I'd love to. I don't know about you, but we are a mess as people. You don't think so? Just read the newspaper and the mess that we make in life. Broken families. Children who don't know their moms and dads. Moms and dads who don't know their kids. Drugs. 
perversion. The life that we get and become is so messy and dirty and ashes, everything in our life is just, and he says, I'll give you beauty for that mess. <laughs> Man, it makes me want to stand up and shout. I guess that's why I am. He gave us beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. He looks at us and we're mourning. Have you ever mourned and cried and whined and just sad over something? He gives you the oil of joy and that resembles the Holy Spirit. I know about you, but when you touch oil, it gets all over you. It's like a mess. Have you ever filled a car and you want to put oil in the thing? And Except for Pastor Nelson, I have yet to meet somebody who can do some mechanical thing with a suit on and not walk away scathed. I mean, he... But usually, you know, I get a little thing of oil and I go like this and by the time I'm done, it's all the way up my shirt, all the way up my hands and my pants and I reek. And my wife goes... Get changed. Oil has something about it. It gets all over you. If you're mourning, if you're sad, he wants to give you the oil of joy. He says, and he also wants to give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. What is heavy? What is depressing you? What is, what is, he wants to give you the garment of praise. You know what praise does? When you start praising, the enemy can't stand it. He's got to take off. He's got to leave when he starts hearing the praises of God being raised up and lifted up. He has to leave and God comes and he invades that space. And he is sitting here like this. I'll give it to you. Have you ever sat across the table and somebody writes a figure down? You know, you're dealing with a car. And you say, what's your best price? And the guy goes, and then you do the staring. You know, you, 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 you're sitting here going. You know, and you've got a car, you, you want to pay 10000 and he's, he's saying he wants fifteen, and you're kind of. Jesus says, you know, he, he comes and he says, here, I got beauty for you. And you're going, Beauty. Ashes. <laughs> this is real stupid. You sure? I'll take it. This morning, Jesus is here and he wants to exchange your life for his. He wants to take everything in your life, everything Every single thing in your life. And he wants to exchange it for what he has done. Depression, frustration, disappointment, anger, addictions, perversions, habits, attitudes, sin, jealousy, whatever it is. Jesus is here and he's sitting at this table. Maybe I'll turn the tables. He's sitting here and he's looking at each one of you. And he says, this is what I've got for you. So I want to take a moment. I want to give you an opportunity to accept his exchanges. I want to give you a moment, an opportunity to negotiate with the worst negotiator in the world, which is good for us, to take what he has to offer, slide it back on the table, and say, I'll take it. So if you've never, if you've never accepted Christ, if you've never sat down and accepted what he has for you, this morning, I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, that's nice. Before we even ask the question, 
He had the answer. Before we even knew there was a problem, he had the solution. Before you could even call for help, it had been made. And this morning, I want to give you that opportunity. So if you want to close your eyes, we're going to do this together as a family. I'd like everyone to close your eyes for a moment. And I'm going to ask you, if you've never accepted Christ, if you've never had this opportunity presented to you before, and maybe you had and you haven't accepted it, but right now, if you want to sit across this table from Jesus and slide the paper of salvation back across to him and said, I'll take it. He's the one that provided. It is not something you negotiate. If there's anyone here this morning that you've never accepted him, you can do that right now. We're celebrating Easter. If, if, if there's anyone here that's done that, I'm going to ask if you'd raise your hand so that we can pray together. So if there's anyone here that you've never accepted Christ and you'd like to accept what he has to offer you, I want to give you that opportunity right now. And if you identify with that, raise your hand and we'll pray for you. Hallelujah. Amen. In addition to that, there may be some of you this morning, you've never realized the exchanges that God has for you. You might not even know that He wants to give you beauty for ashes. You might not even know that He's paid for all your sin so that it's good. You and Him are good. And you've accepted Him before as your Savior, but maybe you've struggled a bit. Maybe life, sometimes life can get real messy and real crazy and real difficult. His grace is here for you now. Grace is when you get something you don't deserve. Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. And His mercy and His grace go hand in hand. And His mercy is here this morning to say, I've got mercy for you. I want to extend to you this morning something that you don't deserve. You deserve to get something else, but I will extend my mercy. And then He also says, I want to extend my grace so that you will get what you don't deserve. If there's anyone here this morning that you might evaluate, if you were to close your eyes and you were to evaluate and take inventory of your life, and you might say, you know what, I'm not living to the level or the potential that God has for me. I don't understand. I didn't know some of these exchanges. I didn't realize the work that he did. His work is complete. His work is full. It is sufficient. There's nothing that lacks in what Jesus did for you. And you might say, I believe him, I love him, and I trust him, but I didn't understand that. I want to encourage you this morning to raise your hand. And I'd like to pray for you. If maybe you feel like you've been living less than you realize. Hallelujah. Okay. You can put your hands down. And we're family here. So we're just going to pray as a family. And there's some here that raise their hands to say, you know what, I, I love Jesus, but I didn't realize. Well, we're going to pray that God would enlighten your eyes to see His majesty and everything He has for you. And we're going to pray that all of us, for each one of us. Amen. So I'll pray, and, and, and I'd like you to repeat after me, because I think there's something powerful that happens when we pray verbally. So let's just pray. Heavenly Father, 
thank you for your exchanges. Thank you that the Son, Jesus, extended all these exchanges for me. And I've been living less than the fullest. Open my eyes. Forgive my sin. Lead me into your righteousness. And help me understand what is the height, the width, the depth, and the breadth of your love for me. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe some of you are going to experience things today. Like, <laughs> right now, experience a freshness in life, a lightness like you've actually lost weight. I believe some of you are experiencing that right now. Hallelujah. Do we serve a good God? I'm so thankful the God that I serve is not dead. <laughs> I did nothing. He did everything and then some. Oh, man. And we're going to do a few baptisms. We got about eight people that like to get baptized. Hallelujah. And I'm going to share some thoughts. Uh, baptism is when you bury the old man. So this morning as we've, we've spent time to see the exchanges that Christ had, Christ also did, he got baptized. And there's a number of things with respect to baptism that actually relate to our salvation. They're, they're so closely related and connected. In fact, if you go in the book of Acts, you find that he talks about repentance, baptism, and being filled with the Holy Ghost on a number of occasions in the same breath. Not just once, but in a number of occasions where the whole package, as people would call it, has happened. And in, in today's world, and even in our church, we don't have baptism every time somebody gets saved. But today, we wanted to extend, if somebody got saved, that they could get baptized. We have eight people that have expressed a desire to be baptized, and there might be one or two more. So I just want to take a few minutes before we dismiss for baptism and get changed just to explain a couple things about what's going to happen here because I haven't had a chance to sit down with everybody. But baptism is when you bury the old man. And just like Jesus at the resurrection, he was buried and then he rose again. It says in Romans that just in the same way that he died and then rose again to newness of life, that is the same picture we get of baptism. And when we go down, and, and we don't believe in sprinkling. Some places do sprinkles. But we believe in baptism is immersion going under. And uh, we had one guy that said, do it again literally we said we had one guy that said do it again but once is enough <laughs> and we don't hold you down you know if you got short breath that's okay we put you down and you come up again and when you rise up what happens is you rise up as a new man and just like we're celebrating Easter and Resurrection Sunday today, it is the same way and the same picture that we get when you go down in the water and you're saying, you know what, I am now the old man is being buried. David Stunenberg and his ideas and thoughts are going down and when I come up, I am now surrendering to the king. My thoughts change. My allegiances have changed. I don't live the same way I used to live. People ask Peter when he preached, he says, what do we need to do? And he says, repent. Repent means turn around and go the other way. I would encourage you that when you get baptized, you need to drop off and let those things die in there, in the water, and get on and walk with newness of life and turn and go the other way. So it's talking about burying the old man, getting raised with newness of life. 
Man, God doesn't give you something old and ratty and tatty. He gives you newness. <laughs> Fresh. New. Today, the eight individuals are going down, and, and there may be a few more, but they are going to rise up, and I believe God's going to infuse into you a newness of life. And you might say, well, I've been a believer for a while. That's okay. God can still give you new. He can still give you a renewing and more and more and more. So I believe the people that are stepping forth in a public display and confession of their faith to bury the old man and rise up again, you're going to come up as a new man or a new woman. That'd be politically correct. I'm just kidding. There's also an aspect of cleansing in, in, in the water. There's an aspect of cleansing. Literally, just like you get washed, there's an aspect of when you go down that your sins, you're, you're washed. There's a regeneration. Your transgressions are taken care of, and you rise up with newness, clean. It's like this is the Holy Ghost um, washing machine. You know, you raise up and it's like tide. You know, Jesus 2.0. And, and another thing is in Peter, he talks about having a good conscience toward God. God wants to erase your guilt. So when you enter in and you agree and you uh, go and you bury the old man, you're raised to new life, you're, sin you're cleansed, there's also an aspect that your conscience is now clean towards God. I don't know about you, but I like having a good conscience. So this morning we've got eight individuals that have expressed interest in getting baptized. Um, we have, oh by the way, do you like this t-shirt? Luciana and Gift. Uh, Luciana did the embroidery. Like, gee whiz, we're tagged. I got the, the mark of the church on my sleeve. And then the word alive. So Luciana knows how to do all the embroidery stitch work and then Gift, who's not here this morning, but he did the word alive. And she came to me about two weeks ago and says, oh, can we do this? I think this, and it was like, awesome. And she got us like a sweetheart of a deal. And being a good Christian, I always look for deals. And uh, so thank you, Luciana. So everyone that's getting baptized, we got a t-shirt for you. Um, where are they? Are you going to be at the back? Okay. So, um, and, and if you don't have shorts, we bought extra shorts. So if you're here today and you weren't planning on getting baptized, but you know what? You say, I'd like to get baptized because just what Pastor David just mentioned, you know what? Um, I haven't done this before and I need to. I, I accept Christ. He forgives my sin. He's cleansed me. But, you know, I want to get baptized. You can. Peter says, repent and be baptized. But when Philip got trans was walking down the road, he meets this Ethiopian eunuch and, and he starts and he talks about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. This is symbolic of the work that Jesus did, not what David did or somebody else. It's about what Jesus did. And he talks to him about Jesus and then the guy comes across and he sees some water. He says, what stops me from baptizing, getting baptized? And he says, well, do you believe in your heart? The guy says, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that confession, there's an aspect about a confession. And he says, well, there's nothing stopping you. So if you'd like to get baptized and you haven't been baptized and you say, I'm a believer, Jesus has forgiven my sins, but I'd like to get baptized, you can get baptized now. We've got a few extra shorts. We got some We're not going to trade shorts. You get one pair of shorts, you give them back to us at the end, you get change back into your clothes. You know, you're not going home wet. You get, you know, we've got towels, t-shirts, and shorts. So those of you that were planning on getting baptized, if you want to go to, just Winona, if you could just scoot back there because you're going to be passing out the t-shirts. But if you would like to get baptized, go ahead right now to the back. We're going to get dressed. Pastor Daniel is going to take the offering and uh, do a few announcements. But it is open for anyone that would like to get baptized if you haven't been baptized. Amen? And Pastor Daniel, where did he go? There. Oh, hey, I like that t-shirt, man. And uh, we're going to come back and we may sit down here and then we will have our baptism. 
why don't we start with Kyle? So I need Sean. Would you be able to come up and hold the mic? Pastor Nelson and Pastor Daniel will be available with prayer. And children, you are allowed to come up forward. Okay, children, you are allowed to come up. So if you'd like to come up and watch and put your head over the side of this thing and see what happens, you are allowed to come. You can stand up here a bit too. Just make sure this is open because this is where people get in and out. Yeah, not standing right in the front because people are taking... So Kyle, why don't you come on up? Oh, yeah. The water's wet. The water's cool. Amen. Sean? Yes, you want your parents, if they want to come up and stretch your hands forth. What's your name? Kyle. Kyle. Do you have anything you'd like to say? No. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Okay, what does Jesus mean to you? He means to me that he died for us. He died for us. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to baptize you. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to baptize him. And when he comes up, we're going to lay our hands on him. Amen? Amen? So when he comes up, please stretch forth your hands and we're going to just pray and ask God to bless him. Hallelujah. Kyle, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I baptize you now. Hallelujah. I'm just going to pray over him, Pastor Daniel. Amen. Why don't you pray for Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Kyle right now. Lord, the decision that he has made to be saved and to follow you and to take now this step of obedience to be baptized. Lord, we ask that you lead him, that you guide him and direct him. Lord, thank you for the commitment he has made, and I just pray that uh, his whole family, the Molker family, will, will just look to this day as a marker in their lives. They'll look back to this day and say, that was such a difference maker. And Lord, just pray your protection over Kyle, your leading and your direction in the name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you tell us your name? Brandon. This young man, you want something done. This guy, he's got a servant's heart now. He, he did, he's not waiting until he's like 20. He's doing it now. This guy is a servant. And I just love watching him. He, he doesn't, kids are playing and he'll do something to try to help because he just wants to help and serve. What does Jesus mean to you? Um, he means to me... <clears throat> Uh, that he died on the cross that I thank him that he forgave our sins amen he forgives our sins hallelujah is there anything else you'd like to say no no you just want to get down get yeah. wet and get dry yeah. <laughs> amen you want to stretch forth your hands amen yep you can plug your nose now hallelujah Brandon I now baptize you in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit Pastor Nelson, Pastor Nelson will pray over him. Stretch forth your hands. Lord, we are reminded that when you came up out of the waters of baptism, the heavens were open and the voice of the Father spoke. So, Father, we just commend the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that the heavens are opened for this young man. In Jesus' name.
carpet in the gym so you don't slip. Alvaro, there you are. Are you going to take some pictures? Okay. Uh, why don't you tell us your name? My name is Luciana. Where are you from? I'm from Brazil. If you ever get a chance to sit down with them and hear the story of how God has brought them here, it's kind of a cool story. Amazing one. Following God. Is there anything you'd like to say? Well, I just want to say thank you uh, for everyone here that helped us to achieve this and the love that came from everyone in this church. It's just amazing. Thank you so much. Amen. So you're going to get baptized. Yes. You're going to experience newness of life. I believe that you are going to experience new things. God's going to speak to you in ways that you didn't think was possible. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So I want you to be open for that. So step forward. Amen. Luciana, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I now baptize you. Amen. Alvaro, would you like to pray for your wife? Amen. Stretch forth your hands and let's pray for Luciana. Jesus, we are here. I'm thankful for this opportunity. Thank you for giving a new life for my wife. Thank you, Jesus, for reborn her again. And I know that she will experience your love in an immense way. And we talk to her in all different ways as you can imagine. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 All right. Liam. I see Alan has scooted to the end. I wanted to go to the road. All right. What's, What's your name? Liam. Liam lives on the island. He is a brother to Eli. Only full blood brother. The only full blood brother that Eli has. So when they're together, you better watch out because they take care of each other. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, a couple weeks ago, he came and and God ministered to him in a huge way. And he mentioned we were praying over him during time of worship here in the river. And Eli said, hey, can you pray for my brother? So I asked him after that, that was Soup Sunday, and I'd asked, I asked him, what, what happened? Did you experience anything? And he says, well, when you were praying for me, he says, I just felt something going right off my back. I said, do you, do you want to any, say anything about that at all? Um, I, I don't really know what to say about that. It, just, it was like something, was, like it wasn't me that was feeling the feeling. Like it, I was feeling the feeling, but like I, don't, I can't explain it. It was powerful, though. Something you didn't make happen. Yeah. Cool. So he came this weekend because he knew we were having a baptism service. He came this weekend because he knew we were having a baptism. There we go. All right. So I want to, we're going to baptize him and then we're going to bless this young man because he's going to be a light. And is it Cowichan? Yeah. He's going to be a light to his community in Cowichan. And he's going to play his Christian rap music, and he's going to show guys how God loves them. Amen? Amen. When you're bumping and diving and all that other stuff you were saying. (laughs) Amen. Liam, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. All right. You stretch forth your hands. Darren, would you like to pray over Liam? Yeah. You can do it. Lord, thank you for Liam and bringing him into our family and getting to know him. And I'd like to uh, say that that impact that you're going to have on him to change his life, I hope that comes in full force and shows him how this is just plain and simple, a better way to live. Amen. This is Eli. 
He is Liam's brother. Do you have anything you'd like to say? No. What, what does Jesus mean to you? Um, he's like, I don't know, he's amazing. A lot of people told me that I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing or be able to get the things that I wanted back back. And I looked at Jesus and Jesus said and gave me the strength that I'd be able to get everything back as long as I put him first. And I've been putting him first and everything that I've wanted has been coming back to me. And so he's my everything. <laughs> he was telling me a couple days ago when he goes to work quite often he'll have his Bible with him. And he tries to read. He doesn't get it all, all the time, but he tries to read either before work or after work. And he just wants what God has for him. Amen? It says, ask and you shall receive. Keep asking. Never stop asking God for more what he's got. So I'm going to baptize you. You're going you're to come up a new man. This, this washing machine... It's washing you. Amen. Heavenly Father, I, I just baptize Eli now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm just going to pray over you. Pastor Daniel, or Matthew. Matthew, are you able to get up and pray? I know you, you love these guys. Amen. Stretch forth your hands. Heavenly Father. We just thank you for Eli. We thank you for everything that you're doing in his life and in his heart. And we just pray that you continue to go before him for the rest of his yes. days. And that everything that he would do would be for you because he loves you. We just thank you for what you've done in his heart today. And we know that you're going to do so much more through him and his family. Let him be the man in his home that he needs to be. And to continue to search for you and to turn to you in everything, in every way. And we thank you for him right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Why don't you tell everybody your name? Kayla. About a m when was when was little Isabel born? January fourth. January fourth. Uh, Pastor Winona and I happened to be able to see her in the hospital, and there was something dramatic that happened when she gave birth to that little girl, Isabel Hope. And she mentioned to me there. She says, "I want to get baptized." And just about every time I've seen her since. She wants to get baptized. <laughs> and this young lady, there's something God has for you, Kayla. God hasn't forgotten you. He looks at you and he loves you just as much as he loves anybody else. And he's not forgotten you. And we're here to help, to love, and support. Amen? Amen. So we're here to love Kayla. We're here to support her. We're here to encourage her in her walk with God and she's taken a step of obedience today saying I want to get baptized I want to have some direction and I want to change some of that direction in my life so we're joining together and we're agreeing with you in that so you ready to get wet amen Kayla I baptize you in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Ghost Dear Lord, thank you for my daughter, Kayla. And during the course of the years, thank you for sticking with us when we didn't stick with you. And I, I, I just pray the way it comes out. Um, we're very grateful because God is transforming our family. And it's bringing it together because that's what God does. And I thank so much for Kayla. And I just thank her for everything she's doing. She's trying so hard. And yes. she just wants to be 
She, oh. she just wants to be with you. And the term Jesus freak, which I actually like that term, is uh, awesome. And that's what we all want to be, is I want a family of Jesus freaks. And we want to walk around and use our family as a testimony that is possible for anyone, because we've gone through it. And I thank you for Kayla so much, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Serial number. <laughs> he's got experience in the military, so he's, he's comfortable. It's a service number. It's a service number. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to say? Um, yeah, no, to me, God means intervention. Because a couple years ago, I wasn't with him. And, I mean, he brought me into this family. He brought me to my wife. He brought me closer to him. And I am where I am because of him now. So divine intervention, to me, that's what he is. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Amen. We're going to baptize him and then Sean, I'd like you to pray your best prayer ever. <laughs> Amen. Alan, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. All right. Just don't touch him. Stretch your hands for Father, the best prayer that we can bring to you is one of honesty and truth. Lord, and Alan stands before you in honesty and truth. A man who's made a commitment before both the heavenly crowd and the crowd of witnesses here, Lord, to identify with your beloved son. Lord, thank you for Alan. Thank you, Lord God, for the work you're doing in him and the work you will do through him and with his family. We bless him in Jesus' name, and we give you the glory and praise. Amen. Amen. This is Alan's brother. What's your name? Robert. Amen. So Alan mentioned that, that Robert was interested, and uh, so we had some co a conversation this morning. What, what does Jesus or God mean to you? Uh, I think the more and more I, I learn about Jesus and God, I figure out that he is the foundation on which I know that I have to build my life off of, awesome. and that he is the strongest thing in my life and in the world today. So, Awesome. These are good confessions. These are confessions that are rock-solid confessions. Amen? I'm excited to baptize you. I'm excited to be baptized. <laughs> You're going to rise up, and God's got a plan for your life awesome. to make a difference where you are. I believe it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I baptize you, Robert, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. All right. Woo! Amen. Pastor Daniel, I want to pray over Robert. You stretch forth your hands to pray for Robert. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you that you call us and we become sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father. And Lord, I just pray for Robert right now, the call that you have on his life, the light that he is and will become Lord I just pray that you will lead him and direct him help him to be obedient and do everything that you call him to do Lord just put a hedge of protection around his heart his mind his will his emotions Lord and let him continue to grow and grow upon the foundation that you've put into his life in the name of of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray and we declare these words. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
You like the water? <laughs> I was just thinking of what it was like in Bible times when they actually went to a lake. And it was, I don't know if it was cold or not, but it was very public. And so I think it's great that the children gather around and experience and see biblical truth coming to pass. Amen? And I think everybody that was baptized, I'd expect what happened to Jesus. When he came up out of the waters of baptism, first of all, he said to John the Baptist, no, it's necessary that you baptize me. And uh, he didn't say, well, I don't know. I think it's a good idea. He says, it's necessary that you baptize me to fulfill all righteousness. And so those who got baptized today fulfilled righteousness. And uh, when Jesus came up out of the waters of baptism, the Holy Spirit came upon him. And the heavens were open. And from that day, he began to do miracles. And I believe every person who gets baptized ought to expect the same thing. Amen? He's our model. He showed us the way. And the Father said this. He said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And I believe that everybody who got baptized today, God would say the same thing to you. God is the same. He doesn't change. And after baptism and the Holy Spirit came upon him, the Bible says this, he was led of the Spirit. And I think everybody who gets baptized and receives the power of the Holy Spirit ought to expect to be led by the Spirit. It's awesome. It's awesome to fulfill the Word of God. I don't want to preach another sermon, but we just, I don't know if Dave, Pastor David's coming back or not, but no? Okay. That gives me 10 more minutes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding you. But Jesus said these words to me. He says, Nelson, when you read the Bible, I'm talking to you. When you read my word, I am talking to you. And so I just believe that when we read about the baptism, Jesus got baptized, the earlier church exercised it. We are doing what Jesus said and what he did. Amen? Father, we thank you for your goodness and your kindness. We thank you for your steadfast love that never changes, your mercy that's new every morning. You meet us every morning with your mercy. We want to thank you for that. And we ask, God, that your blessing would go with each one. An abundant blessing for this week. Blessings that they have never experienced before. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. There you go. <laughs>